0: Hola. Hello. Bienvenidos Bienvenidos a Entre Dos. A podcast about raising bilingual children. I do like
1: to read with my mama. I'm Monica.
2: And I'm Paula. Bienvenidos a Entre Dos. A podcast about raising bilingual children.
1: The intricate connection between music and language is primitive. They're both dependent on rhythm and intonation and have syntactically structured sequences. Both syllables and notes are perceived as a sequence of pulses that are governed by combinations of a limited number of elements that generate an unlimited number of sounds. You could say that every language has its own pitch, rhythm, and tempo. Even the language of your home. Next time you're with your family, Try picking up on the musicality of your conversation.
2: Those connections make music a useful tool in language learning. Research shows that music supports verbal learning, active listening skills, and fine discrimination of differences between sounds. Skills that can be very helpful when learning a language. In our homes, we've seen that music can be a useful and fun tool to expose our daughters to our native language and cultures but we wanted to explore these connections between language learning and music further.
0: I was always in music, and I was also in a French immersion school in Canada, in Vancouver. And um, I don't think I knew it then. I didn't necessarily recognize it, but I think having those two experiences and sort of that education happening simultaneously, I think had a real impact. Uh, I think music had a great impact on my ability to learn another language and I think also, the opposite is true. I think that learning another language helped me with my music. And I think the main uh, intersection points are um, really around the development of your ear uh, and, and being able to hear um, different things.
1: This is Will Stroat, an award-winning children's singer-songwriter, educator and dad based in Vancouver. His early exposure to music and language inspired him to become an educator. He taught music in an elementary school and at a French immersion school where he discovered that music could really help children's language learning.
0: Um, And what I found worked really well in that school, because all of these kids were learning French as a second language, was uh, doing music with them that kind of helped um, support their language learning. And I also found that there weren't a lot of great uh, resources Specifically, to help to teach language, like to teach the French language using music. So that's that was really what one of the main things that inspired me uh, to start creating music in French and music that that yeah that could that could be really great for kids who are learning French, not necessarily kids who speak French as a first language. Kids like me when I was growing up.
2: So what makes good music for kids learning a language versus kids who are native speakers? will explain that much of the music in French that one would hear in schools is traditional or folk music that uses slang or terms that were used in the past. In other words, music that children learning a second language wouldn't find easy to understand.
0: By writing my own songs and doing that kind of of work, you could really use language that, you know, the kids are, are learning. So it could be specifically around different themes, like say the four seasons or colors or food. Um, I mean, there's an endless number of topics that you can, that you can use to help sort of build that vocabulary. Uh, and then, I mean, the, the rhythm of music helps simple and, uh, catchy choruses really help. Uh, it, it Allows kids, it sort of gives, gives kids the opportunity to have fun uh, with repetition, which of course is a great way to, to build uh, language acquisition.
1: Will is onto something. Research has shown that music and language are intricately interwoven. It has been found that general musical training has an effect on perception and production of speech. And a number of studies have reported a positive relationship between musical competence and the processing and imitation of a foreign accent. We wanted to dig a little deeper, so we talked to Dr. Susan Reiterer, Associate Professor at the Faculty of Philology and Cultural Studies and the Center for Teacher Education in the University of Vienna.
3: Kind of, It seems very intricately interwoven, it seems uh, musicality and language in general do have or musicality and language talent, as music and language in general, have a lot of common points, have a lot of overlaps, and um, are bound together probably also by evolution. And in my work, I concentrated on the aptitude for foreign language learning or second language learning, but it can... It subsumes also the phenomenon of bilingualism, of course, because that's also a second language, meaning that more musical people do have higher language talent.
2: In her studies, Dr. Reiterer applies the Gordon Musical Aptitude Test. It's the gold standard of musical skills testing.
3: And what you usually do in these musicality tests is passive, uh, perceptive musicality tests. You listen to melodies and have to say whether the melody to uh, in in uh, comparison to another melody which comes afterwards contains any changes in pitch so in the in the in the height of tones, or it contains a rhythm change or it contains a change in loudness maybe or in accentedness or in uh, tempo and things like that so there's subcategories within music which are taken as parameters and then differentiated and people who can react to those uh, with more accuracy, who, who hear the difference, so to say, who hear the rhythm difference, the, the pitch difference, they are then termed more musical. All those people who were better in the foreign language pronunciation, who had higher, higher speech imitation abilities, were more musical on the test, based on the test. So that's why we then ask them more questions, more fine-grained questions into their kind of musicality they have. Um, and we ask them in questionnaires whether they uh, do play instruments and which instruments they play and how good they play these instruments and uh, also whether they were
1: singing. Singing. Remember when we mentioned earlier that every language has its own musicality, a rhythm, pitch, tempo? Dr. Reiterer's research confirmed that the ability to discriminate tones in terms of pitch and rhythm are already correlated to language abilities, but singing brought forth an even stronger correlation. This suggests that the ability to sing is a good indicator of the ability to imitate speech.
3: What is it in singing that correlates with a better pronunciation, and with that a um, better—it's a speech imitation talent, if you want. It's more the—it's more the production side of language and less the grammar, etc., etc. You know, semantics. It's how well they—they can imitate the accent. But how well someone can imitate an accent. Is also finally related to your general language talent. So if, if someone's very good in this, in general, he can he or she can also learn the grammar well. Uh, I think that now that that's uh, the outcome is is very simple and is also uh, I think intuitive because if you think of the vocal apparatus and the voice box and our larynx, pharynx, uh, and the lungs and and mostly the the, 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 the vocal the vocal endowment that people speak with is the same that we sing with. So it's no um, and, and also the, the brain areas are quite similar when you sing or maybe not completely overlapping, but s- some are overlapping uh, between singing and, and speaking. It's, uh, it's simply a very similar activity. For humans, you you need very very similar ingredients to do this. And if you compare that to an instrument, you do it with hands. You do it with um, you, you do it differently. It's you don't use so much your voice box, and you don't emit the um, the speech or the song speech on on your airstream on your out outstream of, of, of the lungs and the air produced you see that's the same mechanism so I think that this uh, this mechanism in the brain and in, in the lungs and in, in the in the larynx is uh, just simply so um, is your speech and song instrument and also in, in it's very proprioceptive you need a lot of um, um, like a good kinesthetic feeling for your own, control your own voice.
2: Singing speeds up the rate at which one acquires speech and increases retention. Good singers tend to be more open to new and unusual sound combinations throughout adulthood. But what else can trigger our ability to remember sounds?
0: Well, melody is a great place to start.
2: Here's Uh, Will again. We asked
1: him to break down the elements that make his song sticky for kids and good for language learning.
0: When you have a melody that is catchy and memorable, the kid's uh, are it it uh, it makes it really easy for them to learn the melody and uh, re- um, sort of connect that melody to the language that in the songs uh, and that helps a lot with, with repetition and I see that in my work still all the time it's it's incredible you can introduce a, like when I'm doing a performance now four kids who are learning French. I can present them with a song that has a simple, um, catchy melody in the chorus, for instance. And they can be, by the time we're halfway through performing the song, kids are singing along, And, and that's helping support their language learning. Uh, i guess another thing would be the rhythm of the music uh, obviously language has a rhythm um, to itself and i think that um, that when the, the music can sort of enforce or uh, connect to the rhythm of the language uh, that can help a lot as well uh, one thing that I really like about music and and uh, language learning is the use of rhyme. And that's one thing that I, I get to do quite often in my work now is, is uh, well, every now and then I get to work with classes, do sort of like an artist in residence type project where we actually do songwriting together. And that's, that's an amazing um, project as well. And one thing that I really focus on in those is rhyme, so it's helping kids to recognize words that rhyme uh, in the language, and then uh, using that rhyme within the structure of the song just makes it more memorable and and repeatable and all of that. So I write a lot of songs that are very interactive, and in my performances, um, I'll teach the kids the actions to the song. Um, it might be a song about, uh, about riding a bike or like um, how, to, how to be safe on a bicycle or a song about um, hygiene or I've got many different examples of songs like this that I do uh, or, or drawing and making art. And you, you teach actions to go along with the, the lyrics of the song. And it really, once they're actually physically doing it, it really kind of imprints Uh, in their minds and in their brains and and just help support that language learning as well. And then sort of a final thing that I would touch on would be uh, using the use of humor and creative language and having fun with language. Uh, I, I, I really love doing that. Finding, um, finding ways to kind of play with the language and maybe it's, um, again, using rhyme or, or, funny words or, or whatever, just to make, make that all the more, uh, memorable for, for the kids. Yeah. And, and I find that, that all kids, um, you know, kids, kids learn in different ways. So for some kids, the melody might, might really resonate with them. And for other kids, it might be the rhythm or for other kids might be doing the actions and physically, like physically engaging with the song and the language that way. So I try to find different ways that that can connect with different kids.
2: Music is written to help people form connections with its different pieces. When you hear a song that connects with an emotion, oftentimes your brain will store that information and recall it later on. Dr. Ryder says that although innate musical talent does play a role, music has a potent emotional transfer factor that can have a strong cognitive impact on language learning.
3: Music does a lot. If you if you do more of these activities, it will, might always be better. Not only for the good ones, not only for the good singers. It brings also fun in it, and not by the musical element alone, but also by the fun element. Because emotions play a big role in in our learning process in general. If something is emotional, you like it, you emit the dopamine, and 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 you. Uh, uh, fuel your reward loop in the brain so by emotions are heavily important for for learning everything that doesn't even have anything to do with music itself you know music musicality proper but it's the emotion then which transports the positive feelings over and music is is good if in this because it is very potent a very potent emotional transfer factor It has a good uh, transferability on learning and on our cognition. And um, so that that music transferring something on the language domain is, is what we are talking about.
1: Even if you're not a musical person, music is still one of the easiest ways to start building a connection to language. Think about when you hear a foreign song. Even though you can't understand the lyrics, the concept of the piece is still emotionally intelligible. There's a universality to this aspect of music that makes it an effective tool for transferring knowledge.
0: There are a lot of parents out there who uh, may feel that they're not musical or that they don't have the experience required to, to share music with their kids or whatever. And... Um, I don't know. It's it's uh, to me. It's one of those things. I mean, for myself, I was surrounded by music growing up, and it was my mother was a, a French immersion kindergarten teacher, so music was a massive, massive part of her her practice as well. Um, but honestly, I think the best thing for 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 young parents and and new parents to introduce music, and if they want to introduce new languages, uh, is finding simple songs. And and the the great thing about Young kids is they're they're not critical of a parent's ability to sing or the quality of their voice or anything like that. They would they just love music. They just want to hear it.
2: A few weeks ago, we asked you, our listeners, to share your favorite artists to listen to with your children. You gave us some great children's artist suggestions, like Uno Dos Tres Andrés, Atención Atención, Lucky Diaz Fam. And canticuenticos.
1: There were also many more grown-up selections like Los Fabulosos Cadillac, Natalia Lafourcade, Mercedes Sosa, Juanes, Fito Paez, and also selections in other languages like Mandarin and German. You can find a full list of these recommendations on our website at Entredospodcast.com.
2: We hope you enjoyed learning about the connection between music and language abilities as much as we did. Share your thoughts on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Entre Dos Podcast.
1: A huge thank you to Dr. Susan Reiterer and to Will Strode for sharing their experiences with us. You can learn more about Will and his music at willsjams.com.
2: If you like what you heard, please rate and review our show. It really helps others find us. You can also share your thoughts about the episode or Raising Bilingual Kids on our Facebook group.
1: ¡Hasta la próxima! ¡Nos vemos!